Thank you for tuning in to Auntie Mandy's Cigar Parlor. I have alongside me is Mr. Chris Montana from Montana Cigar Lounge, located at 4641 Flat Shows Road, Union City, Georgia. Chris, we're going to do a recap on what the show was about on last week. Short recap on uh, intro on um, the one-on-one on smoking cigars for the the beginner because everyone don't know you know where you start off at or how you get started or the things of that nature so Chris you can take it away well um, thank you Mandy for uh, having me on on here and uh, uh, thank you for starting uh, 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 a cigar podcast that's uh, coming from the percept the, the perception of a cigar smoker a premium cigar smoker that's something that's needed and something that's wanted and i think this is going to be uh, very informative for people that's getting into the cigar industry or for people that have been there a long time and was missing some of the uh, benefits of being a premium cigar smoker and um we we, we uh, spend a lot of time in the lounge uh, whether it be a jefe cigar company or a uh, montana's and we have a lot of good conversation and um I think that uh, people find it interesting, uh, the different perspectives we have uh, coming from um, a lovely female point of view and a rugged man's point of view yes. on, on cigars, on the industry, and on current, current events, current topics. Okay. Well, I just want to um, go in about, you mentioned uh, Montana's and El Jefe. I am a member of Montana's um, Cigar Lounge, and I would like to say put that out there that when you become a member of Montana Cigar Lounge, it's not like, uh, this is what we feel and this is what people are saying, it's not like no other. It's, it's like family, and I mean real family. When times of tragedy come, we, we sing together, we cry together, we pray together, and it, it's just beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, relationship that we have inside of Montana cigars. We even have a slogan this that we say only at Montana's <laughs> and that is true because it's life. We confront life situations, you know, whether it be your children, your grandchildren, your your, your spouse. Um we, we we go at it head on as it affects us. And I think that that is just so wonderful to have a family outlet other than your uh, real family, you know, that you can go to and get different point of views. That's very interesting that that, um, uh, you see that uh, from uh, Montana Cigar. And um, I look at it from a couple different perspectives, especially since since I have an interest in uh, Hefe Cigars and uh, Montana Cigars and the Godly Life Cigars. Each, Each lounge has its own personality and the clientele has its own personality. Um, my tenants is more of a, um, a neighborhood lounge where the normal everyday uh, person come through, and um, it, it's very personal, and, um, and and people know everybody, and everybody know each other's name and stuff like that. And El Jefe is, is more of a, it's the crown jewel, and um, when people come to El Jefe, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's the same uh, cigar community. It might have a different feel from the um, the neighborhood feel. Because it's, it's it's a little more um, sectioned off, if, if that makes any sense. Like um, diverse. 
Yeah, yeah Hefe is very diverse and uh, it's very, um, a lot of good affluent customers come there. Uh, a lot of well-educated customers come there and, and a lot of uh, social smokers uh, come to El Jefe and it's, uh, it's a beautiful place, uh, beautiful hardwood floors and beautiful historic bricks and it just gives it a different type of ambiance. And but, but with that, it comes with um, the, uh, the the clientele is is, is not. Um, I say Montana's there's people that have been smoking for the last twenty years together. Right. You know, and El uh, Jefe says um, the people coming from different areas, different section, and they're just meeting each other, or or they're, they're just meeting some friends, or and these friends and those friends don't know really make so that's that's the difference of it but there's a beauty in in, uh, in both sides of it because of this dynamic cigar community that we have especially in the atlanta georgia area um very diverse um cigar community um very dynamic it ebbs and flows it goes with the time and uh since a lot of um of black americans are, are getting into the cigar industry now they're really we're really putting out um our influence on the cigar community. You can, you re you can really see it in, that, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Okay. I would also like to talk about at Montana's, I am also a locker holder, and it's, it's such a privilege to be a locker holder at Montana Cigar Company simply because it's the, the perks. Um, Chris is a giver. Everybody knows that. Um, every month you get a free cigar, and you get a lot of other... Um, perks along the year. They have a fantastic, phenomenal tailgate that, that goes on. And we bring, I mean, we feed people <laughs> with no charge. <laughs> They're not going to pay anyway, but we feed people good food. Uh, we're talking steaks and oysters, and uh, we have chili cook-off contests, and, you know, we just do things as a family, it should 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 do. Um, again, locker holders, the price is unbeatable. Um, so let me, it, let me, let me just gonna, jump in. Yeah, you're gonna jump in. We all structured now, so let me just break the ice and just get to get to the talking. locker. So, what do you mean by membership? What 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 what's a membership? How 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 does a membership play into a cigar lounge or a cigar community or Whatever, like say, I'm 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 a new I'm a new smoker. I, I don't really smoke in cigar lounges, or I smoke at home. Or I'm just getting into the cigar community. Why? What's the benefit of of being a, a locker a holder or a member? What 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 does it tell of being a member? I understand what Montana's do, but is that like across the board? Like, does other lounges have member uh, perks and programs and stuff like that? Is that something that I can find at uh, around the cigar community? You know, that's where I'm coming from. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I do. But what it did for me, I'm gonna just say what it did for me. Yeah. I couldn't wait. I was on a waiting list for a year, and it's still a waiting list. And you know, I I just couldn't wait to 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 join such a a communed, uh, organized, 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 organized. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, organization the, the, that that the, I wanted to just be a part of. Yeah, the, yeah. Thing, the, the thing about it is that uh, you coming from a personal perspective because you are a member right. of Montana Cigar at forty six forty one Flatshows Road, and um, but you are one of the um, top 
uh, sales associates at Hefe um, Cigars, yes, which is a total different environment, and um, and that 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 that's 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 something that to behold. And but with the membership uh, perks and programs and stuff, um, a lot of different lounges have different perks, different programs. So uh, anytime you have a local brick and mortar that you um, that you frequent, then ask, uh, ask them for their 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 perks or their member. Uh, packages. Most most uh, lounges have it. Uh, they'll have discounts. They'll have uh, uh, lockers, and the lockers are humi humidified lockers. Uh, they are humidors, so you can you can uh, store your cigars in there. Uh, you can store store your uh, accessories, your ladders, your colors, um, extra cigars. You know, and some some lounges have perks. Like my towns have a perk to where the members can can uh, smoke their own personal cigars. Like say of if you have cigars that you purchase from another location uh, that we don't stock and you want to enjoy those cigars, you can smoke those cigars because normally non-locker members uh, cannot smoke outside cigars. They have to purchase cigars from the humidor and, um, and, and smoke those cigars. And um, uh, like Mandy says, we do, um, we do staff appreciation. Uh, we do uh, member appreciation. We do birthday parties. Um, we donate cigars and... Um, and it is it, it, a nice thing. It's a good thing, and the, and the cost is very ineffective. And and for that reason, that's why Mandy says she was on the waiting list for two years because <laughs> um, there's a waiting list because people people want to get in. But every year we re renew in January, and um, and a few people can't do anymore. Whether the uh, financial situation changes or they um, they move or they don't come to the lounge as much as it. If, if, as, as they might want to, but um, nobody says, "Hey, it's, it's not a benefit. I don't see the benefits. So I don't want to do it." And that is never the reason why. So that that's that's the that's the thing. But um, let's get let's get to the meat and potatoes of cigar smoking. Okay. Before we do that, I would like to shout out the um, staff of Montana Cigars. I'd like to shout out Smokey Red, Shalanda, mm -hmm. um, Brown. And twin, I would like to shout them out as well as Hefe um, staff. We have Cricket, the one and only Cricket. We have T and um, Bo as part owner. We have Chris, part owner, and Chris Jordan and Courtney. So I just want to say hello to everyone at El Hefe Cigar Company as well. And I want to throw in uh, uh, Gary Card. Oh, we had um, oh, yeah. a guy who likes cigars. He's the manager and operator. Oh, hey, Gary. Yeah, yeah. See you Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, meat and potatoes. We're going to talk about, oh, which, um, again, what well, we... What's your background? What What do you come from? What What does Mandy come from? Auntie Mandy. Mandy started somewhere, went through something, and to end up right here at this point. So what, what is that? Okay. Yeah, Auntie you know. Mandy is what's from... Your, what's your story? Auntie... Mandy is from Buffalo, New York. I am 63 years old and proud to say it. <laughs> okay, I moved to Atlanta in 2001 and went to DeKalb County Sheriff's Department. After leaving DeKalb County, I did um, high-end security, security details. I worked for... Um, BET, a lot of um, Steve Harvey, a lot of, you know, um, dignitaries, as well as um, 
celebrities. Speaking of celebrity, original Mary Jane girl, my sister and I, Pat, shout out to Pat McAllister, um, started off with Rick James. I, I done went from set from 2001 all the way back to 77, <laughs> I mean 78. But anyway, um, danced with Rick James and my ex-husband Kenny Hawkins uh, was his guitar player. And I just enjoyed traveling and touring, you know, along with um, Rick and recording as well on his first album, You and I, um, Super Freak, Give It To Me Baby. That's me doing them hand claps in them backgrounds, y'all, me and my sister. Because at that time, they didn't have technology was up to par and they didn't even have a clap machine. So... Uh, we had to do. What's, what you mean, a clap machine? You know the clap, clap. The drummer now is yeah. called that. The clap machine. Oh. Yeah, you could push a button and you got claps. Oh, okay. They didn't have that back in '70. I graduated in '77. Well, we re-recorded, re-recorded, uh, come and get was it, it was album. Even vehicles back in in, in your younger days. Or y'all had to like. The electric do the, do the horse and buggy. Like, no, the like, um, really like little house on the prairie and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, Rick, I, I was still in high school, actually. Rick would, Rick would come and pick my sister and I up in a limo, and everybody else getting on the school bus going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, there you go, Rick James, whatever. But anyway, we would go to the studio, and um, his first album, uh, You and I, was the really first one, single that I, my sister and I was on. And like I say, back then, they didn't have technology up, so... Our hands were so red from clapping, clapping. He was like, nope, that's not it. Do it again. And we were like, what? But that's how I got started in the music um, uh, industry and which I brought my husband in, you know, like in the early 80s when he did um, Cold-Blooded album. That's when Kenny Hawkins joined um, the Stone City Band. Not the original Stone City Band for Kenny Hawkins, but... He came in after Tom McDermott left, the original Stone City Band. Okay, we're back live here at Auntie Mandy's Cigar Parlor. Before the commercial break, we had Chris <laughs> explaining some things and perks about being members of uh, Montana Cigar Company. We also shouted out our staff, um, at El Jefe, we have Cricket, we have T, and we have Damon. I forgot to mention Damon. And at Montana's, we have Shalanda, Smoky Red, we have Brown, and we have Twin. So that's the shout-out to the cigar family of Montana's and El Jefe. Chris, we're going to take it away with the meat of the cigars of what we were into uh, our first segment on last week. So, welcome back after the brief little commercial break that we had to go. We had to have uh, a little refreshment and a little bathroom break. Um, we left off with Mandy was talking about her brief history of um, of how she went from oh, yeah. Mary Jane Girl to Cigar Parlor um, host. <laughs> you just had to say that one. <laughs> okay. We're going to get that done real quick, fast, and there. Okay. I started smoking cigars my high school year. It was a high, high school year. 
um, dabbled in it with a Sherman uh, by, what did you say? It was H. Sherman. H. Sherman. Don't give me the line on Last that. week we talked about, because you called it right out. I said, yeah, that one. So I, I can't. Uh, say the, the initial of the Sherman, uh, but it's Auntie, man, the green box. Here. The green box. Let's converse here. You said you started smoking in high school. I say I tried it in high school. I say, mm-hmm. but when I start going out and hanging around Rick James and my godfather, uh-huh. uh, Michael Copeland, shout outs to Michael Copeland, Orlando, Florida, <laughs> uh, that he introduced me to Sherman's. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. What year was that? Uh, it was. I graduated in 77, so in the 80s, I picked I picked back up okay. on it. Yeah. So 77? 77 is when I graduated and took a puff and didn't understand and, and it and didn't like it. Yeah. I'm getting my father where you, you asked me what cigar was that, and I'm like, in 77, I was like three years old. Yeah, it was. So, oh, you was three? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm 63. Hey. So yeah, I, but I, it was I really a Sherman. Maybe cricket could zoom in. What 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 do Sherman make cricket? It's like the the little tins. They little. You don't even have to. Um, you don't even have to oh, cut little, it or like, anything. Like little cigarillos. Yeah, they. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't understand it. They just say here, smoke this. But as I uh, went on to you know travel again and hang out with Rick James um, and my Godfather, that's when I really started smoking. I would say back in. 89, 90 is when I really started smoking and understanding that you don't inhale. That you don't inhale? Yeah. Oh. Nat Sherman, I think it is. Nat Nat, Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman is a cigar manufacturer. They make the Metropolitan and a couple different ones. I would love to have one because that was years ago. You know, I have Miss a, Jackie a box might have of those met, met, Metropolitans. No, I, I gave a lot of them away. It was awesome cigar, the Timeless. Yeah. Timeless and brand. I see them in the magazine all the time, and I always point at it and say, oh, that's where I started on. I didn't start on a Tatiana. But okay. then, again, living here in Atlanta, um, a concert promoter, Freddie C., he turned me on to Tatiana. So I went from the Nat Shermans to the Tatianas to the assets, to the sweet Jane, and then doing security, I would take one to work and smoke. And then I met you after um, going to Christine, Christine Russell Morgan, hello, <laughs> going to her fabulous mansion party. Someone said, hey, it's a cigar lounge on um, Flat Shows. You might want to go there because I smoke LaFleur Diggers. I, didn't, I went all the way up. <laughs> so <laughs> when I walked in, I asked Jerome, your brother, I said, hey, do you have Diggers? No, we don't have Diggers. I said, I smoke LaFleur. I'm looking for a Digger. No, but I have something else. Come in the humidor. I didn't want to go in the humidor. I didn't want to look at nothing. I didn't want to hear nothing he had to say. I wanted my Digger to take to this fabulous mansion party so I could look like that I was supposed to be there <laughs> so he ended up not selling me one because I didn't want one so I, I never did get one so um, ever since then I said but you know what I think I was a little rude to him I said let me just go back so when I went back then that's when he said hey that's my brother Chris over there meet my brother Chris and <laughs> and that's how I got an acquaintance with I, Montana I remember the first cigar. time I met you 
I came there to do events. I wanted to do events, and I showed you. I think I even showed you my badge, you know, something like that. And, and how did I receive you? Cause I don't really you received know. me well. You wasn't as rude as you are at these days and times. But, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were nice. You were nice, yeah. Yeah, you and Jerome was nice. So I just started coming back because I know that I, I went in there like, nope, I don't want this, I don't want that. Don't show me this and don't show me that. Goodbye, I smoke LaFleur. You was a bad customer. I was a bad customer. That's why the customer is not always right. I got to get that out there. Uh, yeah. All right, go ahead. Because I was not right in what I did. Go ahead what? I'm saying we going to ready to. Okay. So that's the meat of me uh, coming in acquaintance with Montana Cigar and yourself. Okay. Yeah, because I, I don't remember uh, the first time I met you. Okay. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Okay. It seems like a long time ago. A lot of stuff has changed uh, in, in the meantime. You've become a, a seasoned smoker now. Very and, much so. Uh, and back in those days, you, you were just a smoker. And, <laughs> yeah, but I smoked La Flora. Yeah, <laughs> I smoked but, good back then, just like I smoke good now. Good is relative. You know, good is in, in the perception of the person that's calling it good. Because you're good and somebody else is bad. You know what I mean? Because um, how often do you see me smoke a LaFleur Dominicana uh, a Double De Hero, maybe, which is the, was the proper name for Maybe it. once a year, and then you put it out. Oh, no. I shouldn't say I smoked that. it once. Once. In years. <laughs> Not once a year. I love once it. in years. Because uh, um, um, the, the, the official name, LaFleur Dominicana uh, Double De Hero, uh, what is a 60 by 8.5 inch cigar? Which is huge, and just from the sheer size of it, I don't I don't smoke it, and from it being a double hero, I don't smoke it because it's extremely strong. But you could smoke the other ones. I have smoked the, the smaller ones, the chisel and the um, the, the what's the D seven hundred? Is that one? Nothing. Just a smaller version. I just stick with what but, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to know how I got from there to here? I do. Um, Interesting. Wait, let me take a drink because I'm sure this is going to be good. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, you have to start from a point that he's going to edit all his stuff that you're doing. So, you just say, hey, Chris. Uh, So, how did you get? So, hey, Chris, tell me. How did you get from um, Louisiana, the little town of Louisiana, to going into the military and to smoking cigars to this day. So, um, can you let our audience, can you share with our audience? Well, I'm going to give you the pretty side of the story because uh, I don't really tell my whole dirty story because I don't, I don't want y'all to look down upon me in any kind of way. But <laughs> um, first of all, it's Louisiana. What part? And, and could you say Louisiana? That's, it's Louisiana. 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 And um, Louisiana is uh, not not that little of a state, you know. Even though some people think that New Orleans is the um, the capital of Louisiana, but it's actually Baton Rouge. And uh, but I'm from a place called uh, New Iberia, Louisiana. Uh, New Iberia, Louisiana is an Iberia parish in Louisiana. It's uh, almost like a subsidiary. Uh, uh, um, Suburb of um, Lafayette, Louisiana. That's the closest uh, major city, and um, you know, I come from meager beginnings. I, I um, 
that 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 city in in, in uh, Louisiana is very um, impoverished, downtrodden, and uh, all all other story that a lot of other people have. So I'm not going to even dabble into that because it's a common story, you know. And um, I went to the United States Marine Corps. And that's 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 truly when life took a, a miraculous turn for the, for good and bad at the same. You know, when you go in the military, you got to take the good with the bad. And even though um, I lost my parents at a young age and um, I, I grew up in the, in the little town of New Iberia, um, I was still I was still a happy teen, a happy uh, youth, you know. And then the military, it puts you in a different mind frame. They train you to be um, a killer. <laughs> they, they train you to be um, handle stress. They train you to uh, look at the positive in any situation because you know the situation still needs to be rectified. And uh, that followed me for the rest of my life, and that's why I can um, I can do things and be successful in things and be successful in business. So um, I made it to Atlanta in, in uh, 2001 um, because of uh, employment. And uh, when when I made it to Atlanta, that's when I started smoking cigars. Uh, I smoked cigars before, um, but it was just um, like a status thing every now and then, you know. It, it, or for a promotion or a celebration or something like that. But when I got in Atlanta, I got on the motorcycle set. And um, and that was an awesome community, just like the cigar community. The, the motorcycle community is very awesome and family-oriented, and uh, and you get lifelong friends from this motorcycle community. And But a lot of, a lot of bikers smoke cigars. And so that's what I did, I smoked cigars. And, um, and I would just play around with them, you know? And I don't even know what I was smoking. Uh, sweet stuff, heavy stuff, harsh stuff, <laughs> cigars that fall on the ground. <laughs> it was all kind of different cigars. And then um, finally, uh, this, this this one guy, um, this young guy, and I credit him to um, all the success that I had in, in, in cigar lounges because he got me to start smoking in, in the lounges that we frequent now in Atlanta. Because um, even, even in Louisiana and other places that I lived, when I would go to lounges, there was more traditional lounges, structured and stuffy, you know, older older gentlemen and stuff. No like ventilation. That. Back uh, then, no no ventilation, no TV, <laughs> no, no anything. It would, it would, but that that level of smoking is truly about the leaf, you know. It's not because there's nothing else. So it's truly about the leaf and the networking and that connection. But um, I started going to a Hot Ashes Cigar Lounge in uh, Riverdale and Thai. You know, Ty, uh, yes. mm -hmm. yeah, uh, Ty was sitting down at, at the table. He was working there at the time. And I would just come in and buy some, some like, flavored cigars, and I would leave out and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and he stopped me one day. And, he, and well, he, I, I bought the cigars. He went back to sit down. He was, he was sitting down in this fly linen suit with his nice brim on, mm -hmm. with his, his awesome shoes, jewelry, smoking on a cigar, listening to jazz. And I was, I was about to walk out, and I said, man, you, you're doing it. You're living your best life. He said, yes, what I do all day long. Dapper, huh? And I said, oh, man, I wish I could do that. He said, and he, he told me, he says, uh, you, won't, you won't get time until you make time. Or you won't have time until you make time. And you got to make time for the things that matter. Mm. You know, and um, this guy young, you know yeah, time. 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 He might have was about yeah. 23 at the time, you know, and I was, I was in my <laughs> mid-30s, you know, and I, so I, um, I said, wow, man, and, uh, and I said, uh, I said, so he told me, sit down, let's talk about these cigars, man, 
So I sat down and uh, he went through the cigar I was smoking, why I was smoking it, why I shouldn't smoke it, and why the cigar he was smoking gave him the feel of the look that I saw. You know, I, I saw him doing his like thing, but he was feeling what wait, I what saw. what you say? I'm going to write that down. The feel of the look that I saw. I like that. That's going to be a show. But that's what it was because, you know, uh, you can pick out fake people that's pretending to be happy or pretending to be strong when they know they're not. You can pick that out. Yeah. But when you feel exactly how you look, then, hey, that's, that's a tough deal. So I start smoking uh, at, at lounges like that, and I start smoking at Hot Lashing predominantly, and that led into me um, um, taking a risk and uh, leaving my um, my career. I had a good career with an airline that I worked very hard at, very lucrative, and um, I started Cigar Lounge. I just went out on a limb, and um, and it just branched off, and that's that's why that's that's, that's why I'm now. I am I am what you call not in a, a cigar aficionado. Because what a cigar aficionado is a person proficient in the art of of, of cigars, mm. and um, I'm not that. I'm a cigar non aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, man, the um, this this platform is about cigars, right? And it's about our our experiences with cigars and the cigar community. And um, some people know the cigar community. Some people don't. And some people know the vibe, but some people don't. So I think it's our duty to actually give them the vibe of being in the cigar community without actually being in the cigar community, you know? Okay. And um, and the first thing it starts from is you personally, um, how you feel about yourself. Why, why are you smoking the cigar? You know, why why are you smoking this cigar? And a lot of times um, we do things that that uh, we really don't understand what we're doing or why we're doing it. We just do it. Either it's from tradition or somebody somebody told us about it or we witnessed somebody somebody doing it, so we do it. But with with cigars, there should be a purpose of why you're smoking that cigar. You know, okay. and everybody has a purpose of why they're smoking the cigar. They just need to find that purpose. And when you find that purpose, you'll enjoy that cigar better. Well, to relax is one, right? Mm -hmm. That's the main thing everybody say. I want a good stick, and I just want to sit back and relax and enjoy the stick. Yeah. Some people say that. Yeah. Some people say, I want, I want to relax and enjoy the stick, and they talk <laughs> the whole <Every> time. time. <laughs> And, 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 but that's the thing, that's the diversity and that's the dynamics of a cigar lounge or a cigar community is that people have different personalities, you know? Yeah. Some people are more outspoken than others. Some people are more social than others. And um, so, so they need to, uh, re we need to respect that. Re respect people's space respect, yeah. and respect the angle that people are coming from. Because 99% of the people that come into the cigar lounge it's trying to get rid of a bad day. Yeah. Or even a good day. It's trying to get rid of it. It's trying to end the day well. And the, the only way they know to do it is to, is to get on these premium cigars mm -hmm. and, um, and and let, the, let the, the, um, the day go up and smoke. <laughs> you know? So, once you find the purpose of why you want to smoke the cigar, whether you want serenity, whether you want relaxation, 
whether you want um, a calmness, whether you want social interaction, you gotta find that out. You gotta be, you gotta be true to it. You gotta understand that this is what I want. I want to be entertained. You know, right. I'm, I'm smoking a cigar, but I want to be entertained. Or I'm smoking a cigar, and I don't want anything yeah. going on. I was gonna say that, yeah. You know, so that's the most important thing. You gotta, you gotta know why are you smoking the cigar. That's real good. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it like that. That's very good. Well, that's why you have me here to uh, to to steer to steer. Yes. <laughs> so, the second thing is that once you find out why are you smoking the cigar, then to me, what I do is I start looking like why I want to smoke the cigar. Right. You know. Okay. Just like with when with with what Ty said, um, Ty. look the part. Mm -hmm. If I want to feel better about myself, because that's when I really started smoking cigars. Because I was I got into a career that was really flourishing a career, and 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 I wanted to feel better than that little kid in in Newbury, Louisiana. I knew I was never that kid. I know I'm not that kid. So I wanted to look like I was not that kid. So success is, 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 is you wear success, you know what I mean? Like some people are, 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 are fake success, you know what I mean? They are, they'll look the part, but it's, it's like it's like. Um, but it always comes out. It always comes out. Because, it always comes out. Yeah. It, it always comes out because yeah. as soon as, as soon as you utter anything out of your mouth, uh, it's not successful. You know, it's the same thing like. Um, and, you know, everybody's uh, is spiritual, and, and uh, when you go to church and they say when you hold a grudge or you, when you break mm -hmm. your rudden, that you that you carry around a dead body right. around you and um, wait. Yeah, and, and you don't know, yeah. and you stinking. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with, when 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 you come out and you portray to be other than what you're not, but you have to feel it because, like I say, you 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 might have just been fired off of your job, you might have just quit your job and want to venture into your own business, you're not successful at the time in reality. Right. But in, re in, in, your, mind. in your mind, you're successful. Mm -hmm. That's when I said you have to feel the part, to look the part. It's not, you, not that you're faking it till you make it. Right. It's that you're changing it from the inside and you're putting it on the outside. Mm -hmm. I'm not where I want to be. But I'm better than where I was. And you're on your way. <laughs> you're on your way. You ain't faking it. You're on your way. You yeah. see yourself. You know that sometimes people don't see it. You see it. And, right. and you have to wear that. Dante into this, ain't you, Dante? <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, we love you. Uh, last week, he went and smoked his cigar. And he felt <laughs> sure good. Did. So I'm going to bring him a hand roll. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, you, 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 you got you to feel that. You got to know that. And because, the, like, um, back to church, the enemy always comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So when when you have something that God has put inside of you, He no sends His minions out there to go yeah. and take it away from you. Yeah. Like uh, when you was talking about, hey, I want to do this a parlor podcast. I said, okay, speak to yourself. You know what I mean? You don't have to speak to anybody right. else. Speak to yourself. That's right. And then when it comes to fruition. Yeah. Then you let everybody see it. You ain't got to tell them about it. They'll, yeah. they'll and I haven't, I haven't put it on my page, nothing. So, <laughs> once you get to the part, 
And I know Alan, Alan, Alan stole the uh, spotlight here. No, well, it's one, your time. <laughs> but one, once you, once you, we didn't even get to the topic yet, y'all. I know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but once you get to, once you get to the part to where you, you, you look why you're coming to smoke the cigar. Mm-hmm. Whether it be you want stress relief, you want serenity, you want, a, you want that, you want that success. Mm-hmm. The next thing is that you find a, a nice place to smoke the cigar or to purchase the cigar. And that's where a brick and mortar comes in. And if people don't know, brick and mortar, they call them BMM. And brick and mortar is a, a, a physical location for cigar purchase. Physical location. Yeah, it's a physical location for, cigar for a cigar purchase. purchase. Okay. Brick and mortar is a building. I always thought it was a place that's inside of a a um, strip mall. That's mm-hmm. what I thought of brick and mortar. Could yeah. a brick and mortar ever stand alone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but oh. it, has, it has to be a physical location. Okay. Like say if you if you have a um, say if you have a pop up shop, or if you have online sales, or you have a mobile shop, or you have um, Court or anything like that, that's not considered brick and mortar. A brick and mortar or a trailer, a trailer, right. yeah, not considered. Okay, got it. A brick and mortar is a physical location that you go to purchase and consume cigars. Now, some of them you don't have to consume, but that'd be a place to purchase. And that is the big divide with uh, cigars in the cigar industry uh, of today it's uh, online sales versus right. brick and mortar sales. Yeah. And what a brick and mortar is, is basically like your ma and pa convenience store or grocery store. And um, and just like every every other industry uh, that they, they run the ma and pa businesses out and the Walmarts and the Targets and the uh, the big corporations and conglomerates, uh, they come in and, and take over because they can put more product at a cheaper price because they get a bigger discount. And uh, people... Uh, um, they like the convenience, so um, brick and mortars are a, a, a dinosaur. They, 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 um, they're extinct. extinct. So um, if you have the opportunity to support your local brick and mortar, please do, because there is one in your location. Please support them. And I, I know uh, we're going to dabble into online sales, because online sales is a big, a big thing. And uh, I know I hijacked the topic but um, no, good. You're good. online sales is a big thing uh, because um, and it's it's um, we go back to the meet to the to the beginning because they say if you don't understand your history, you're you're bound to repeat it. Uh, you know J C Newman. You ever heard J C? I Newman? heard of it. Yeah. Well, J C Newman Cigar Company is the oldest cigar family in America. J.C. Newman is? J.C. Newman. You know what J.C. stands for? Negative. Julius Caesar. Oh. Yeah, Julius Caesar. And um, they started back in the 1895. They, 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 they came over here. Um, I think it was in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. And that was, that was their first cigar factory. And then, like, in the 20s, they moved down to um, Tampa. Which is cigar capital? Tampa. Tampa, Florida. Cigar I would capital. I think it would be Miami. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Tampa, Ybor City. Who knew that? I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, Ybor City is uh, the cigar capital, Tampa. And um, what happened was that um, in the early 20s and 30s, the uh, industry went away from hand-rolled cigars because it was not cost-effective to hand-roll cigars. They had a machine came out, and machine-rolled cigars became the standard. Because you can do it so so inexpensive and you can produce so much so many more. So for the next 30, 40 years, every cigar was was um was machine rolled. Premium cigars was not a thing. And to the point to where um um JC Newman had the number one selling head uh machine rolled cigar and the, the um the son was, was coming with the with the dad. Um, to take over, and the son said, uh, "We got this big contract. Um, I don't know if it's with the government or with some some industry to produce so many uh, hundred thousands of cigars." And he said, "Well, these cigars are selling for five cents. We need to make more money off of these cigars." And his dad like, "No, nah, no, nah, don't work. Don't do that because it's gonna change, you know, people's perspective." So they compromised, and he wanted to go up like three cents or something like that. And uh, so they, they agreed on one cent. They went from five cents to six cents. <laughs> they agreed on one cent. One cent. Really? Back in those days, that's a lot of money. Wow. But they, they went from five cents to six cents and lost 35% of their business in six months. Yep. For going on one penny. Okay. That's how sensitive the cigar industry is. Wow, who knew? Yeah, you know? So... It, be, it got to a point to where uh, in America, a lot of the cigar manufacturers were going away because they couldn't compete um, with the regulations that was going on and everything like that. So they, um, the, 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 when the son came in, the second, the son of the son came in, he had a bright idea that nobody is even going to the premium cigar market anymore. You know, nobody's even addressing addressing that. So I think we should make a premium cigar, a hand rolled premium cigar. And they did that and became highly successful. And boom, hand rolled cigars made a, made a Still here. miraculous turnaround. Wow. And now to the point to where us premium cigar smokers, we will not smoke a, a, a machine rolled cigar. You know, there's some machine rolled cigars still around. But we look for that little band that say hand roll. You know what I mean? And and then so that that that's the history of of, of that. A hand rolled cigar, a, a, a premium cigar. And what makes a premium cigar? A premium cigar has to be hand rolled and have long filler tobacco. No, filler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Premium cigar. Well, yeah, a little history lesson. Yeah, well, that, that's good, Chris. That, that's good information. It's, it, I, I never knew that. I mean, <laughs> that's really good to know. Okay, now you ready for our topic? What's the topic? The topic today, today is going to be holidays. Holidays? holidays. Yeah. Okay. Because there's so many uh, conversations going around in the lounge, I, I noticed, um, especially this past holiday about 4th of July. And it was, it's, it, it's such a big topic. I turned to like two radio stations and at the same time, at the same time, 
different radio stations was talking about, did you celebrate Juneteenth or did you celebrate the 4th of July or did you do both? And I said, really? <laughs> I mean, that never was. You used to just get your 4th of July outfit, you know, go to the cookout, wooty woot, and you're good. But now it's becoming to be a, a thing, a thing because they made Juneteenth a national holiday. So now people are in their feelings about the Fourth of July and calling it a white man's holiday. They don't celebrate that, and they they was brought up celebrating the Fourth of July. And with that being said, I think that back then the 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 moral and the family, you know, ish um, not issues, but the moral and the family values was so much you know greater back then why now do people feel like the fourth I mean, i'm just naming the fourth of july because that was the topic on two radio stations that you know which one would you do the fourth of july or juneteenth and now i'm like really so by being a military um man can you um share some light on that first of all i don't usually like to speak of these type of topics oh. uh, online because we have proven in the past that we ostracize anybody out of our community that doesn't believe like the sheep of our community. Okay. And I've never, I've never been a sheep. I look into the details of everything that's coming out. And what I think that we need to do as a community is quit being led by emotions from people that's trying to destroy us or take our value, our word, and our history from us. Good. But we always fall for the okie doke. Okay. So, Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the independence of blacks. Of blacks. Mm -hmm. That's when that's when that's when the the blacks finally find out that the Emancipation Proclamation was mm -hmm. passed and and, and 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 they were freed. Fourth of July is independence of America. Mm -hmm. We chose to stay in America after slavery because we chose to be Americans. You, you, you understand me? Yes. So if, we, if you chose to be an American, then why would you not celebrate the independence of America? Mm -hmm. So when people say, well, the Fourth of July is a white holiday. Mm -hmm. That's the same people that characterize themselves as African-American and not an American. If you're not an American and you're African-American, then you're a sub-American. That means somebody is a better American than you. Oh. So why when you get people, whether it be KKK or whoever that says, this is not your country, you're not American, why would you agree with them? You know what I mean? Oh. Why would you agree with them and say, no, this is, this is not my country? That's a white holiday. You're agreeing with them because they don't want you to take your birthright, your 40 acres and your mule. Okay. They don't want you to take that. This country was built on the backs of blacks. So why wouldn't we take ownership of this country? Very good. You know? Yes. Why would we believe what they say? This not your country. Okay, yeah, this not my country. Man, I fought and bled for this country. This is my country. Mm -hmm. My forefathers fought and bled for this country. This is my country. My grandmothers and grandfathers fought and bit and scratched just for me to have the right to vote in this country. This is my country. I wonder why they don't look at it like that, though. Because, because that's common sense, Because too. some people are trained sheep. 
and they follow whatever they tell them to do. What to wear, what's the, what's the new car to buy. Hey, everybody's doing this. We need to do this. We need to quit being followers and start being leaders like we, like we, like we supposed to be. So uh, that, that's my take on it. I'm sorry okay. to be so political. That's good. That's good. that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. And with that being said, that's a great way to end <laughs> because we are running out of time. I'd just like to thank you once again, Chris, and for, and for the rest of the month. <laughs> thank you, Montana Cigar, for being a proud sponsor of Mandy's Cigar Parlor, Auntie Mandy's Cigar Parlor. Thank you very much. And with that being said, I would like for everybody to tune in every Thursday from 11 to 12 noon. The time may change, but it will be uh, recorded on if the time change. I'm in process now of setting up everything. So thank you for listening. And Chris, do you want to close with anything? Um. I just want us to be uh, the best people that we can be and uh, be our own people and have our own uh, mind because we've always been the people of, 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 of um, innovative thinking. And uh, we, we, just, we just need to continue on. We need to be the best us that we can be. And if smoking cigars is, it was take you to that point, then come on out and visit us over at El Jefe Cigars or Montana Cigars or Gotti Life Cigars. And live your best life. Smoke well, my friends.